The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2017, season 13, episode number 81. Nick, you were correct yesterday. It actually was 80 yesterday. Mm-hmm. You were right. You were right. I pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know if I'd go that far, but you were actually right yesterday. How's everybody doing this morning? I can tell you why I was right. Why? Because of Dave. Because when you said green. when you said seventy nine, I thought I'm surprised Dave hasn't come in here and said anything about that. And then you said it again, and I was like, oh, I thought, man, Out of Bill Murray, yeah, yeah, Groundhog's Day, yeah. I feel like the Jason Garrett press conference in Atlanta here. How are we doing, guys? Uh, hey, Coach, how are you doing? Yeah. How you doing, Dave? Amber? I'm good. Does Garrett. it surprise you that he does that? Like. 37 to 9, the Eagles with the win. And he's just like, how, how are we doing, guys? Like, He does a sadder version. I have that as well. What it's is a, it? How are we doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the 37 yeah. 9 version. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. But I'm telling you, the uh, we just got beat in the playoffs to the Packers. And that's the number one seed. He does it then, you know? How are we doing, guys? Yeah. Mm. I don't understand that. Doesn't surprise me. This is the guy that wears the same clothes every day and says the just same. Go up to the podium and just say questions. Just... Has he ever been in a bad mood in a press conference? I remember Bill used to have those moments when he was really yeah. not in yeah. a very good mood. I don't Training remember. Training camp. Oh yeah, was... I don't remember. I don't remember what happened last year. Oh, it was it was during the Dez MRI fiasco. Oh yeah, like. The the media was like, "Are you okay?" You okay? Yeah, yeah, he What's was. The matter with you? I don't that. remember that. He was in a really bad mood. Just you could tell he was in a bad mood. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Didn't it have something to do with like? Um, it was super salty because something had happened with a conference call from a with another team or something, and he told them he told them, but he didn't tell us. Oh, because, I do remember that because yeah. he he had got the information. Just timing, is yeah. What it was. I think that one really was his fault, but he certainly got blasted for it. But something in training camp one time, I remember in training camp, Oxnard, he was pissed off for like two days. I'm really sure why. Hmm. So. I'm gonna go back and correct it. I'm sure you still got a wave, right, Amber? You still usually get a little wave from Coach as he's leaving <laughs> at training camp. A wave. Yeah. Pat on the back. Oh, really? Pat on the back? Good job. Kind of pat on the back. Yeah. How we doing, Amber? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. We got uh we got some injuries to discuss. Uh Dave's going to give us an injury, I mean, I'm sorry, a uh, scouting report on the Chargers defense. And because we have a little bit of a shorter show, we're going to have to kind of compact all this stuff and uh, and then get to our our picks of the game here uh before we'll end um around probably about 11:10, 11:15. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right in. As far as injuries are concerned, yesterday uh, there were two players that did not practice. One of them, a little bit weird because the day before that in the on the injury report, which they said was an approximation, they said he was limited. That was Anthony Hitchens. Then yesterday they came back and amended that and said he did not practice yeah. both Monday and Tuesday. Um, he and Sean Lee both didn't wait, practice. Wait, wait, oh, you got wait, that backward. Wait, wait, wait. You got that backward. They, they said they that amended he, that and said he was supposed to be limited last night. Yeah. 
He's limited. Okay, I just saw in the injury report it said DNP. Yeah, they came back and corrected it. Last night. Cowboys PR. So he was limited yesterday, did not practice on Monday. Is that accurate? I I think limited Or limited both both days. days. Limited both days. Limited both days. Got it. Okay. That being said, do you think that affects now what you believe about his availability um, come tomorrow? I fully expect him to start on the weak side. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much where I'm at. I mean, he practiced yesterday, and it's – it's a glorified walkthrough. It's not like it's a real practice, but he's moving around like he's going to try to go, and I think they're going to let him try to go. And of that – go ahead, Nick. No, just – I just – the fact that – I guess you could go without, you know, him playing, and you wouldn't have to sign anyone, but um, I, I, I just think that – I mean, I'll just second what Dave said. I think he is going to play there. They haven't made any moves either to, yeah. to protect themselves. Dan Bailey. Lyle Collins, Malik Collins, Tyron Smith all limited yesterday. That was the first day Lyle showed up with a back injury. What are we hearing about that? I don't know what to think about that because, again, like they weren't even wearing helmets, let alone pads. So this is a walkthrough. If I had to guess, and I don't know for sure, back injuries are troublesome, but they probably just sat him down. And yeah. like you, you have to report stuff like that when a guy doesn't participate in practice. But – I think of it as more just like, ah, get off your feet. Get off, you know, if yeah. your back's hurting you. Short week. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah, any anything that would keep you off, you know, out of, out of practice, just, you know, precautionary. Because you got to think about on Tuesdays, typically, I mean, they, they haven't they haven't done anything yet. So you know, now we're like, this is the meat of the week, or, you know, the, the practice, the, the one practice that, that they're counting on. And so your body, it's just, it's almost like shock for the, for the body. So yeah. I don't know. Everyone's dealing with, like, you know, bumps and bruises here, even on the show. True. Uh, but, yeah. And then, actually, uh, interesting interesting little tidbit from practice yesterday. Jeff Heath was doing kickoff work with Rich Bisaccia. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and we were kind of wondering, like, can you afford to have two kickers active mm-hmm. for this game? Well, maybe you don't have to. That's one way you could work around it if yep. you feel good about Dan Bailey's health. I don't know if they do. If we'll you see. think he can kick field goals but you don't want right. to do kickoffs, then right. there you go. There's you got to you got a way around. Now he was kind of knuckleball on these kicks like they didn't they didn't look awesome. <laughs> it wasn't great. No. Yeah. But okay. just go with Mike Nugent until Heath is back. I don't understand why this is I mean Bailey. Bailey's back, yeah. I kind of agree honestly. I don't. I'm scared. Maybe it's just me. I don't yeah. know. I'm just I'm I'm expecting at some point I'm the wheel's gonna the, fall off the, that thing. The and, greatest kicker of all time with a slight injury is not the greatest kicker of all time. I get it. I get it. But I don't think it's necessarily that he's not healthy. It's that you want to ease him back in. What does this team do all the time when players come back from injury? They never give him back the full workload. They always just kind of ease yeah, him in. So this would be a way to practice. ease him in. It's not huh? like a real game. That's what you can do in practice. You can still, you know. He's in and kick the ball around and shoot for. No, no. What I mean by what I mean by easing back in is about the reps. So if he has fewer reps, if he's only kicking field goals and not doing kickoffs, that's fewer reps. That eases him back in and makes sure that as he goes, he doesn't re-injure himself because of the fact that he has too many reps. You want eighty? So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Is are, are they thinking about it from that standpoint? I'm gonna go around the table here. Eighty percent Bailey, or. Because I I wouldn't think he could go and do anything if he was if he's less than that. I would say eighty percent. I think he's probably hundred percent. Well, then if he's hundred percent, then 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 you would just cut Nugent, right? Well, but again, this is the kind of and just a groin injury. 
he could start kicking and overdo it and re-injure himself. I think that's kind of the point of this, right? Okay, 85%. Then let's just say, would you rather have 85% Bailey or 100% Nugent? Mike Nugent hasn't been bad enough that I'm like drastically just trying to get rid of him. I'm not either, but Four I would five rather get... in the rain against the Redskins. Bad miss in Atlanta. Yeah. The only points all on all of them on pretty hard kicks last week. I mean, they, none of those were chip shots. Yeah. Outdoors. Where was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're right. I forgot yeah, about that. It was outdoors. <laughs> Roof was open. I think he's been fine. These are I'm famous last words. Like now he's going to shank <laughs> the game winner, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I, maybe it's just that I trust Dan Bailey more than I trust Nugent. Yes, Nugent True. hasn't been bad. I'm not saying Nugent's been bad, and that's not the point. The point is I trust Dan Bailey. Every time there's an extra point when Nugent's out there, I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, what's going to happen? When Bailey's out there, I don't think about it. Like, I don't think about extra points. I don't think about field goals that's as long really, as they're within a know, certain range. That's really weird that you're, like, that you were, you're bothered by that. Like, you expect – I'm the guy that expects something to go wrong, and you're the guy that's like, well, until it goes wrong, it's all good. Like, I'm not sweating Mike Nugent's ability to make an extra point until he misses one because he's been perfect so far. So far. Um, this year. So know, far, I haven't died yet. Like, I mean, that's the terrible way to look at it. Wow. Did, we have to go, did I just go too hard right <laughs> yeah, there? I'm so, just saying. You always do that. You go from 10 to 100. Like, saying, like I used to be me. You do. Yeah, you did. That escalated quickly. You, yeah. can't just, you can't just walk around, like, expecting the worst to happen for no reason with no evidence that it's going to happen. Is Dave really telling someone <laughs> not to walk around <laughs> expecting the worst to happen? And Seriously? And, and why are we starting an hour late? <laughs> well, I had to go to the doctor. What right. Now you come back from the doctor talking about death. I, I mean, <laughs> an amputation. Right. This is amazing. It's okay. I, have, I like the optimism. Of, I, I have a new And, and you know, because life. of that, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna change my opinion. I'm just going to be optimistic about this and now let's that just go with Nugent hold and on, let's, worry about it. Maybe we're, we're kind of jumping the gun here because... The Cowboys have been involved in two games now where the kicker got hurt in the middle of the game. Once for them and then another time with the Eagles. Right. So Heath practicing kickoffs might just be something that... That's a good point. Maybe it's just something that we, he's always done. Hey, stay ready. Just stay ready. If we're going to go with Bailey this week, you know, or... or I maybe. don't know. if I know the whole limited thing doesn't necessarily guarantee, oh, okay, he might be out or he's good to go. You can't really rely on what the word limited means. But if I'm seeing limited on there, I would just wait another week and wait until it says full, at least for Dan Bailey and his position and his injury. I would not put him out there again that until really, he's full. That really is a good point. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is with him. I mean, with other people, that's fine because you, you can kind of – you have a little bit of help, and if it doesn't work, you can maybe plug this guy in. But he is your kicker, and it, I just don't know with all the other injuries if you can – I mean, you, you might need to go longer at offensive line. If, if say, Tyron Smith does play. We're not even talking about him. But say he can play. I still I still think you, you maybe need more backup help there. I, I probably would make Chaz Green active anyways. But let's assume, let's assume that he's 100%. And do you still do you feel comfortable with him being 100 percent and saying, let's just throw him out there. Let's give him everything kickoffs and field goals and just hope that everything goes well. And, and in the middle of the game, he doesn't say, man, it's starting to ache a little bit again. You know, that's the part I think they're a little bit concerned about, or at least I would be a little bit concerned about. And you have to protect yourself in that way. And you certainly don't want to get into a game where you're now having Jeff Heath having to, again, kick field goals. Right. I hate to when you have another kicker on your yeah, on 53. I, I think Mike Nugent has to lose a game for you before you would. In this, Un- in until this, you feel comfortable in, yes. that he is back yes. and he can do everything and he's done everything in practice, he's done everything, yep. getting ready. And I think his, I'd go with Nugent this game. His performance hasn't been anywhere near bad enough for me to be rushing that. 
All right. So let's go with the optimism of Dave this time, and let's okay. just say that. All right, let's go to the inactives list. Uh, Sean Lee, Darren McFadden, Daniel Ross, Blake Jarwin are all four guys I assume we all agree will be inactive this week, correct? Yes, sounds right. Awesome. Let's move to the final three, and here's the the options I threw out. Um, Chaz Green or Tyron Smith? I think that's an interesting one because now with Lyle showing up on the injury report, even if Tyron Smith is healthy and can play, or at least healthy enough to play, would you sit Chaz Green knowing that there's a possibility with both your starting tackles at least somewhat injured that you might have to have two tackles that can run out there and play? I don't think I would put a tackle on that list. I think okay. I'd, I'd personally I would start somewhere else and okay. see if we could get around it. So then let's go to the next one, Dan Bailey or Mike Nugent. I think mm-hmm. we all agree you go one or the other. You guys agree? Yeah. Yes. All right. Then you've got uh, Benet Benwickery. Uh, that would give you one more if you assume that, that – now Cheeto's going to be out there. Cheeto took Heath's spot last week. Yeah, but Heath will be back. Yeah, yeah, but you can take Ben A, Ben Wickery, and put him down, and Cheeto can play both yes. corner or safety, right? I like that. Okay, so now you're at six, and you – no, no, you're at one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, at six, and you have to choose between a tackle, tackle or some other position yet to be decided. This would be easier to answer if we knew for sure what Lyle Collins' situation was. And Jason Garrett will probably talk about that at his presser yeah. in a little while. If that's just like precautionary, whatever, and he's actually, if he's totally fine, I would still sit Chaz Green. That doesn't bother me. But if that's actually something that they're monitoring, I'd probably sit Noah Brown. Just, I mean. You guys agree? Noah Brown? Yeah. Is he the next guy up or down? Can you just read off all the guys you've got? Sean Lee, Darren McFadden, Daniel Ross, Blake Jarwin, Mike Nugent or Dan Bailey, Benet Benwickery. Taco. <laughs> I mean, you could probably. I mean, if you if you really wanted to, you could probably sit Lewis Neal too. But that he's been up both games. He's been yeah. on the active roster, and he seems. Don't they? I think they need well. four defensive tackles. Don't you think? I mean, full time defensive tackles. I'm not talking about a guy that you can slide over in the event of injury. I I don't. The think way they rotate. Anymore. I don't think they'll do it. You're right. right. But you could. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the linebacker situation with. Um, I mean, you got you got Durant. I don't know how you sit a linebacker with Hitchens. Not no, a hundred percent. And Lee definitely. And Lee's definitely well, out as already. As far as we yeah. think, yeah, yeah. Because what was Jason Garrett's reasoning for for McFadden being down last week? They needed. They broke down. He said they broke down the play count for you know that number of that handful of guys, and between the linebackers getting special teams work and. Uh, you know, the potential for injury. He, I mean, he said McFadden had the lowest potential snap count out of anybody because yeah. he plays the smallest role. Yeah. And it'd probably be the same this week, you would think, right? Yeah, I would I would imagine. And Unless, you know, there's something to be said for a short week and you wanted, you know, fresh And legs. as we get into this, this uh, scouting report, when you look at the Chargers' run defense versus their pass defense, right. might be a week that you might be able to take advantage of their run defense. Well, I mean – Good teaser, Derek. When is when is you know Rod Smith's hook going to be? You know, I mean, when, I mean, how well, many? The the thing about Rod Smith is he also has a special teams. Well, right. I, I'm not talking about on the 53 on the 46. You. you know, he can do some things on special teams, yeah. but I mean, this excitement over him playing offense and all this cool stuff. I mean, he hasn't hit a drop in the NFL really mm-hmm. when it comes to being a running back. He he hasn't. He hasn't really done anything other than Canton in a preseason game. So, I mean, I just, I don't know, I'm kind of curious on what are they still seeing in him. 
other than Noah Brown, I can't think of another guy that normally is on your 46 that doesn't really have a role. I think Noah it's Brown's hard. starting to get more and more of a role. He is. He does have a role. I'm just saying, oh, I guess, let me say. I think Beasley that doesn't That doesn't have a role that, that can't be replaced by someone else. I'd like, rather Beasley return punts for me. And sit you think maybe Switzer? Switzer? I'd rather have Noah Brown active now than Switzer. Because Noah Brown, to me, and he's, he's... He does more. He does more, and he... Let me ask this, though. Oh, go ahead. I, I mean, I, all I know is this, is that from where we sit in the press box, and it's up there pretty high... Um, and I, maybe I'm getting older or whatever, but I need to. You are. I need to look. I need to figure out every game the difference between shoes between Dez and Noah Brown because every time I'm like, nice, nice play by Dez, and that was Noah Brown or vice versa or something like that. So he looks like Dez. He's playing like him, sort of. You know, they, they both what get a one or two catches a game. So I, I <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Are you guys not a little bit intrigued by? Uh, the little bit, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to overstate this, but the little bit of success that we saw from Switzer. I mean, he had some pretty decent returns Switzer is on last a, week. I disagree with these two. Switzer's yeah. on a two-game roll where he's doing stuff. Like, I wouldn't, I don't want to take away that momentum and right. chance that maybe he's figured It's most out. he's done this season so far, right? He's, these last two games have been his best games of the season. Yeah. I, don't I can't remember what happened in Atlanta. He just, he had a nice return to like the 30, 35, almost broke it, and then... Yep. Not saying he was great by any stretch oh, of the yeah. imagination, but I'd say he probably had his best day returning punts. He had a, I think he had an eleven yarder and didn't muff anything. So except for the one play where he just at, where he just he he is uh, good. What's up with that? He's he just, good for misjudging a punt. He like, just looked like a goalie, like in soccer, like in a PK where you just have to decide. I'm just gonna guess. But I think and I part here and it's like, oh dang it, that just changed the game. Yeah. No, the you're ball right. was supposed to be at the forty, and it was at the twelve. I'm not trying to say that he's been amazing, but I think these have been his best two games, and it seems like he's kind of built. He, it looks like he might be figuring it out. So I wouldn't want yeah. to sit him down. And his confidence that. is growing. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's the judgment. I was just going to say though, the judgment decisions, like those kind of things, to me are about confidence when you're talking about yeah. kick, kick returning. I mean, punt returning. And so I think the more he does it. The more he's going to get comfortable, the more he's going to kind of realize, okay, this is the speed of which at which things happen. This is how much room I have in the NFL. This is how much room is yeah. expected. So you got to return these, right? I think those are the kinds of things you you learn and you get more confidence as who, time goes on. Who would be your kick returner if it's not him? Kick, kick off. McFadden's out too, yeah, probably. McFadden's out. So mm. would you put Rod Smith back there? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. And he does. I mean, he's the he's the number two returner. I mean, he's a yeah. protector or whatever you want to call it. So Jordan, Jordan Lewis, maybe. Yeah, seems like that. he's got some Lewis ability. Beasley and Rod, I think, would be the Lewis Neal. No, no. Oh no, Jordan. Damn it, Derek, you threw me off. Jordan Lewis, <laughs> Rod Smith, or Beasley. I would. I'd like to see Lewis Neal do it. I would too. That'd be fun. I remember when they kicked it short to Sean Lissamore. I do it too. I remember that. It went yeah. like twenty five yards. Yeah. it's like one of the greatest plays. Big ever. dude. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna guess that Lyle Collins is fine and Chaz Green is the guy that they sit because yeah, they seem determined. And I don't think this is a bad thing, but they're determined to keep Noah Brown on the field. Has Jason Garrett ruled out Sean Lee, or did just Jerry do that? Jason Garrett's never ruled out anybody. Like, yeah, that was a joke. Sean That's Lee could be said. walking around here with his whole leg in an air cast, and J- <laughs> Jason would be like, "Oh, he's day by day. We'll see how he feels. You know, we'll take him into the game day. We'll see how he feels." Coach is in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, you know, he's they're actually cutting his. Leg. Sometimes miracles happen. All right, let's take our final first break. We come back. We're going to get to the uh, 
the Chargers. Dave's going to give us a scouting report. Uh, and then we'll come up to our final segment where we will give you our predictions for tomorrow. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Dave, we're ready for our breakdown of the Los Angeles Chargers defense. What you got? The Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, Anaheim, wherever they are. Um, this is interesting. Kind of similar, kind of similar to the offense yesterday. You look at it, and you know, like you've seen the stats that uh, you know they're they're first in the league in red zone defense, and uh, they forced six turnovers against Nathan Peterman and the Bills on Sunday, but. And they they have talented guys. I mean, it, the whole thing starts with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. But you look at it, and it sounds really fearsome. And honestly, it's really not. Their pass defense is top ten. Their scoring defense is top ten at nineteen point six per game. They're twenty second in the league in total defense, and that's because, as you pointed out before the break, their run defense is the worst in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at it. And I, I mean, okay, there's a ton of talent up front. You have Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Wait, are any of y'all, y'all like Harry Potter? Harry Potter? It's okay. No? Yeah, I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> yeah, not going to help you there. Instead of Wingardium Leviosa, Wingardium Joey Bosa. Who is I wish, that? I wish anybody in this room understood that. But Kent gets it. Kent gets it. Don't worry about it. Um, Thanks. Shut up. Joey Bosa... Uh, has ten and a half sacks. He's right there with Demarcus Lawrence in terms of like the league's elite pass rushers. And then Melvin Ingram has eight and a half. 
Uh, Brandon Mebane, the former Seahawk great, plays nose tackle. And then another guy who told, he kind of gets lost from the edge rushers is Corey Lugit. Lugit? Lugit. He's a good player. He's been a good player for he's a while. He's been, a, yeah. All the, and all first these, round pick? All these guys are first yeah. round pick. Lugit, Ingram, and Bosa are all first round picks in the last five years. And they play like it. Um, they have another guy with like five sacks, don't they? They do. That would be Chris McCain. He is so the way this it's a it's a three it's a three four front, but just like we kind of talk about, like it's kind of wonky. Like everybody plays their own version of it. Basically, Bosa's always down. Mebane's always playing nose, and then Lugit's your defensive tackle, and then Ingram or McCain when he's on the field, they just kind of freelance. Sometimes they put their hand on the ground. Sometimes they stand up. They ever on the same side as Bosa? No, but they do. Like they're never. There's no. This is not set. Like they move around all the all over the place. Both, both of them plays. Yeah, they both play both sides depending on how they want to do it. Um, Corey Toomer, who we talked about, former Cowboy, which like I don't had, remember this. He had a cup of coffee here a few years ago. What uh, college? Camp or I might remember the if I remember I the college. Don't even remember training camp or during the season. Uh, he was here during the season. Corey Toomer with I a K. Want, I'm gonna say maybe they got him from Seattle. Oh, I think I don't know. Look it up. Um, oh yeah, okay. So uh, the, I do remember this now. Yeah, he went had, to Idaho. He had a punt blocked for on. Uh, there was a uh, 2012 or something. Cowboys and Seahawks, and early in the game, there was a punt blocked for a touchdown, and I think that was some of his work. He was here briefly. I know that. Um, That's but, right. So they have Casey Hayward, who they got from Green Bay. They drafted Desmond King, who's his backup out of Iowa. He's a third-round pick. Uh, Trey Boston's their free safety. He's got four interceptions. Um, but I guess my, my thing is, so Casey Hayward and the front four are pretty, pretty scary. And like I said, they're top ten in pass defense. But you watch the tape, and it doesn't it doesn't scare me that much in terms of what I think the Cowboys can do. And really it all just centers around them allowing 140 rushing yards per game. Um, oh, it's part of that because, and obviously being a great sack team, it's part of that because they're yes. so quick to get up field. It leaves these gaps. Literally. Wild. Like I think their whole thing is just based on getting pressure and they're really good at it. And I think it's funny because so, you know, like Rod Marinelli will rotate his guys. Most defensive coordinators do the tackles rotate. Uh, Lugit comes off the field for Darius Phelan, Phelan and Mebane comes off for Damian Square. Bosa and Ingram do not. I mean, um, McCain comes in from time to time, but like Ingram and Bosa are on the field all the time. Like they're not doing this rotation stuff. Um, so because that's the strength of your team is getting to these guys. Um, famously, we all know Nathan Peterman threw what six picks in that game. Uh, Joey Bosa hit the crap out of him on three of those. <laughs> like he was getting planted. Like ball came fluttering out, hit like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or and, or just so it wasn't just a bad bad pass. This was like he hit actually, ball comes. I feel I feel bad for him. His first pick was just a flare out to the fullback that the hit the fullback right here, popped over his head and into a defender's hands for a touchdown. Yeah, ain't his fault. Uh, the next one was his fault. It was just a great read that Casey Hayward made on a post route. Third one. Bosa literally murdered him, and the ball just fluttered downfield, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Right. Uh, and then the next two, combination of bad throw plus pressure. And then when Tyrod Taylor got in the game, he was hit and sacked by or hit by Bosa. Yep. Ingram picks it up and runs it in. 
they had a party back there at the, at the quarterback. And that's yeah. that's kind of what they do. Like the classic Ingram and Bosa meet at the quarterback. The thing is, is like down the middle of this defense, I'm not that impressed. Okay, so your linebackers, Corey Toomer, Jatavis Brown, who's a fifth round pick that Brian really liked out of Wyoming or somewhere, some school. That's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Emanuel is their Sam linebacker. I get like, just you're not talking about like pro bowlers here in the middle of the defense. Jaleel Adai and Trey Boston are your safeties. And again, like I'm not saying they're bad players, but obviously this, the Chargers are eighth in pass defense, but like they're not, it's not the Legion of Boom. And I think that's a big part of the reason why they're 32nd against the run. Like I think if Brandon Meebane and Corey Lugit don't stop the run up front because they're really good players, like if they don't just eat it up at the line of scrimmage, it's going to go for yards. And that's what I saw on the tape is like you see some negative one-yard runs, some no gains when the guy can't get past the first level. But if he does, these linebackers and safeties just get washed out of the play. And I actually went and charted it against the Bills, who are a great running team. Like that's what they do better than anything else. And I know, you know, the box score kind of gets wonky when you lose a game by 30 points. But when the game was still competitive, first half, it's only 17-7. The Bills had 11 carries. No, they had eight carries for 77 yards. Oh, wow. They finished the first half with 11 carries for 80 yards. So, I mean, and they ran for 173 on the day. And not like I said, that's kind of skewed because it's a blowout. Still, 173, even in a blowout, that's a lot. You're on pace for 160 at half. Yeah. I mean, so, like I said, when the game's still competitive, LaShawn McCoy was doing well, really well. And so, and sorry, Nick, but I think it's interesting. I think it's a great parallel. Nathan Peterman, like, you think the Bills were worried about him throwing all over him? No. Yeah. They they loaded up to stop the run, or they at very least were focused on the run. They still didn't do anything. I think that bodes incredibly well for the Cowboys. And honestly, I mean, if they can't run on these guys, I don't know what that says about Alfred Morris. With whoever they got back there. Line, or, I mean, I would, I, I would find it shocking if they can't have a good day on the ground, just based on the personnel and the fact that they haven't been able to do better against – virtually anyone that they've played same thing i mean the jaguars ran really well on them too and i mean it's not the jaguars passing game doesn't really strike fear in anybody's heart so that's what i'm looking at very interesting this defense uh it's it's interesting because it, right right up front that's where all of their stuff is like right now they're ranked as you said uh 30 i'm mean, sorry third in the league in sacks with 30 they're ranked fourth in the league with 12 ints now of course a lot of that came last week uh and kind of vaulted them up a little bit, but that's been what they kind of have made their have made their mark on this season. They're also eighth in takeaways, so they're a defense that can get some plays, make some big plays, get some takeaways, um, get some sacks. So if if you don't put them in those kind of situations, which that's the most important part, make sure you don't get them in those situations where they know you have to throw. If it's third and long, it probably is not going to be a good situation. It does help if Tyron's back, but it's probably not going to be your best situation if it's third and long against this this front. I just, and and like I, I mean, I think that's such a great corollary is a, a team with an unproven quarterback and a strong running game. I'm not saying Dak's unproven, but a passing game that you don't necessarily respect, and a, um, a team that likes to run the ball and an offensive line that can run the ball. Chargers couldn't do anything against them. They obviously won the game going away because they forced six turnovers, but they couldn't do anything to stop the run. Sounds like protect the ball and you got a shot. I hope so. I mean. It seems like it should be that simple if against a defense that's, that's this bad against the run. Anything particularly stands out for you guys, Nick and Amber, as you look through these uh, or listen to these different things about this team? 
Well, I mean, obviously, it's been said a couple times about how when it gets down in the red zone, just how good they are. You know, they they for a team that doesn't stop the run very well, they do stop it when you get down inside the red zone. And not only are they second or third in the NFL, but they're averaging only like one or two yards per play. So it really clamps down in there. So um, for a team that doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, from long distance they don't have big plays the cowboys don't do that they they when they score and it seems like it's been a while since we've seen touchdowns from this team but um when that happens it's they have to grind it out and this is not a good team to grind it out against so that'll be interesting to see what happens there um going back to the whole their defensive line and the sacks i mean their team ranks number three in sacks so that's the whole thing Nothing new that we haven't talked about with how the Cowboys are right now and their offensive line dealing with problems. I'm interested to see, even with Tyron back, if he does play, I wonder how good he'll be able to play. Because not aside from the groin injury, we need to remember he still has that back pain, back problems. So if they put him out there, I'm really, I don't know how effective he will be. Give aside of him being an all pro player and one of the best players that this team has, but on top of that, Dak is he gonna be able to throw the ball again, connect with the receivers? Are they gonna be able to be in sync this time? I don't know. It's still same, same thing we keep talking about for the last couple of weeks, nothing new. Just I do believe that I mean, this defense is not great. They do some things, but the Cowboys are their worst enemy right now. And if they don't figure out themselves what to do and how to fix these issues that they're dealing with, then we're going to see another loss. You know, I think that they really have to run at these guys. Uh, and and those two, if those two defensive ends aren't coming off the field, then make them work. Make them work in the running game. I mean, that that's where they're not going to be as effective if you can keep running at them. I mean, Bosa does the same thing that um, – Michael Bennett does in Seattle where he wears, you know, kicker shoulder pads, you know, where he just doesn't want to be bogged down. So that's, that's good. I get it. You want to get around the edge quickly, but run at him, make him tackle, make him square up and, and face Keith Smith a couple of times or, you know, whoever, whoever's trying to block him and, and really, you know, put some work on him because I mean, he, he sounds like he's got an all day motor and all that, but you got to just keep beating them up. And, and if they're going to come up the field like that, I think that's where you run it. You have to run right at them. Right off tackle kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. This isn't really about the matchup, but I was just curious. Uh, Bosa said yesterday when he talked to the Dallas media that he thought he would be a Cowboy for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's been reported many times by many members of the media that the Cowboys say they would have picked Zeke regardless if Bosa was there or not. It was Jalen Ramsey or Zeke no matter what. Y'all agree with that? That now, they should what obviously they done. Is this, this is hindsight in its purest form because you never. I mean, even as good as you felt about Joey Bosa, I don't think anybody would have guessed that he'd have twenty two sacks in twenty two games or whatever. But I mean, he looks like the real deal, and I just wonder, like knowing know what know what I know now, and okay, don't worry, don't worry so much about the Zeke suspension. I'm just talking about in terms of the player and what they do for you. Honestly, right now, I, even if you look at how they've performed since they've gotten in the league. Uh, I think I, I think I would prefer to have Jalen Ramsey over Bosa. Um, Jalen Ramsey, I think, is He's playing really well. And to, to have a corner now for the next 
you know, who knows how many years, a guy that you think could grow into being really the lockdown kind of corner that you can put on any receiver. I think I'd rather have that right now. And that's really more about what the production they're getting right now from from their defensive front. What the Cowboys are getting from the defensive front. I think it would be I'd rather have that cornerback because that's an area where I think I'm, I got a lot of question marks right now. Here's a take that I'll mumble. I don't think Jalen Ramsey would be what he is right now if he played here. Because of the way they play him? Because of the scheme. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. So, but, I, but you don't think they would get a little more flexible and say, hey, this guy's good enough where we just need to put him man-to-man, let him, let him maybe, cover guys? Maybe, and but I, I can't say that with confidence. Jacksonville has a, a lot more talent up there in the in the front seven especially in the in the defensive line yeah you know when you pick for when you pick in the in the top five for seven years in a row or whatever it's been i mean 20. you're gonna get some really good players and they're finally now all kind of coming together it's like barry church was right when he said about the defensive yeah he said our talent over here is a lot yeah. better i just think and i think the world of zeke and to be i was i was driving the zeke bandwagon at draft time, like I thought that was the best move, and it it played out exactly like I but thought. Taylor I was driving it. I think we by the time draft day rolled around, all three of me, Brian, and Taylor were pretty yeah. firmly on team. But let me let me be clear. I wasn't saying Zeke. I mean uh, Jalen over Zeke. I still think no. Zeke was the pick. I'm saying if you had to choose between I Bosa and Jalen, I go with Jalen. The point I'm I'd go trying. With the, I'd go with the pass rusher always. The, the point that I'm trying to make. I think I agree with Nick, which is that as good as Zeke is, you can find Jordan Howards and Jay Ajayis throughout the draft. And behind this offensive line, that should be good enough. The thought of having 10.5 sack Joey Bosa lining up on the opposite side from 11.5 sacked Marcus Lawrence, I mean, that sounds pretty gross in but a good let, way. Let's not forget about this. Like, ever since Zeke got here, this offense has been putting up huge points. And over these last two week when, weeks, when Zeke has not been here, this offense has screeched to a halt. Very, very valid point. I would argue, though, that... There's a you could find young talent to play running maybe. back and do that for you. Maybe my my wait, the wait, thing wait, about wait, it is maybe you wait. can find one. I don't know if they'll be as good as Zeke. Wait, Zeke wait, has been remarkable wait, since. Wait a second right. now. Best uh, best rushing season in the history of the franchise came from a third round pick with this offensive. I line. get that, but what what year in his career did he do that? Third. Okay, so was he going to do that as a rookie? I don't know. Maybe he was, but. I hear you. I had a point going there. I mean, right. <laughs> fourth wouldn't have been that. Good. Oh, my point. My, my point is, I don't know that anybody. I don't know that there were. <laughs> I don't know that there were a lot of rookies that necessarily no. would have come in here and immediately gotten the production that Zeke got. I mean, like, look at Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt started this year playing phenomenally well. His production has just yeah. nosedived. Well, I mean, the the fact the that he was over. able to keep <laughs> right, but the, games, the fact that Zeke done. was able to keep that same level throughout last year and actually get better as the season went on, and then this year to have again the same kind of production, I I just think you got to give him a little bit more credit than Absolutely. just saying you can just throw somebody out there and do that. Absolutely, but it's still something I wonder about. Like yeah. I'd love to see what Jordan Howard looked like here. You know what? Since we're talking about that, and I, man, I got a lot of Twitter. Um, uh, messages yesterday about me saying that I thought that Wentz is better right now than Dak. Let me say this though: I wouldn't have traded anything about that because uh, even if Wentz is there, like the Cowboys got a much better deal. I don't know what what they would have gotten in the fourth round at at you know running back, but the combination of of having Zeke and Dak, it's pretty special. Much better than anything else. I mean, it doesn't matter who, what you did. If you 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 had, yeah, let's say Wentz fell to you, and it wasn't even the Cowboys' decision. But if he did fall there, or guess they could have traded up to one or whatever. I wouldn't have done that at all. I mean, 
It, I think they have a much better deal here because I think Wentz is a little bit further along right now than Dak. Not a whole lot, but just a little bit. But then what you got on the flip side and, and, and to get you know Zeke and then the bond that those two guys have. Um, and I think you're going to see that for a long time. I think I think these two guys, I think I think Zeke kind of brings out the crazy a little bit in Dak. And I hope that Dak will kind of can maybe help calm Zeke down a little bit too. I think they'll be good for each other for years to come. All right, we're going to really quickly take our final break. And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and get our predictions. We're going to have to end the show a little bit early today. But we'll get our predictions, let you guys uh, sound off on what you think is going to happen tomorrow. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it. And your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick. Oh, Tommy John. You need it. It's good. Wear it. You'll love it. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Dave has a pair on right now. I am going to assume, but I don't know this. False. But Saving it for a game day. Yeah, Amber tomorrow. knows tomorrow's game day. Actually, I was like... It's like I can go, I can go the the Walmart brand, or I can go Tommy John. I was like, well, tomorrow's a game day, so let's save save the. That's TV. why you need to have just straight Tommy John. I ain't so made out of every money, single day. You roll Tommy John. I wish one just day saying. I want to be on your baller, a big baller saying. brand level where I can do that. Don't associate me with that mess. Um, I see what you did there, baller. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> sack up. <laughs> All right. We got to end the show early today because we got locker room. Actually, the locker room is open right now, and so I'm holding these guys from going directly to the locker room and getting what they need to get from these players. So real quickly, we do want to get our predictions for the game. Let's start with Dave. Um, I don't, I don't have a ton of confidence in this team based on what I've seen from them the last two weeks. Uh, how could you? Um, but I lit like 
I felt a lot better watching that tape of the Bills game, which a game that the Chargers won by 30, they gave up 180 rushing yards. I just, I got to believe that this offense can make some hay against a unit that's that bad against the run. And I think Tyron Smith will play. I think that'll help mitigate Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, which is the best thing that they got going. And like, I feel like I've disrespected Keenan Allen to the point where he's probably going to have like a 200 yard game. <laughs> But, he did kind of disrespect you. But their their offense just doesn't it it's it's okay. Like it doesn't. I just can't imagine that they're just gonna blitz the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys can hold it. To, they can beat the Chiefs, who are one of the. And I know Sean Lee was out there, so spare me. But they can hold it together against the Eagles, who are a much better offense for a half. Like I, so I think you can put together an improved effort, if not a great effort, against these guys because there's just not a lot there that scares the crap out of me. You, you have to be able to run the ball. If, if they can't run the ball against this team, whether or not Zeke's there, I mean, time to talk draft. That's I mean, it's just that would be bad. And Pick. Sorry. I think, <laughs> I think they'll rebound. Pick. 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 <laughs> Remember that part about it? Like, we're kind of in a hurry here? I don't want to go to lock. I don't want to go to lock. You're stalling. <laughs> I, think they'll, I think they'll play better. It won't look great. They'll win, like, 20 – 21 to 16. All right. Amber. Um, I'm not feeling confident, but I mean, it can't, it can't happen again. We just, it definitely can. It, it can't. It definitely <laughs> like You're it can, in 2015. But I can't watch it again. I, I can't see this team lose another game. So I'm going to be hopeful and <laughs> expect them to win this game. They have to win. I think they should be motivated enough and angry enough to come out there and do what they can to start scoring points. And I would say they win this game 24-22. All right. Nick? Um, I can't imagine there's ever been a time when I've picked the Cowboys to lose four straight games when they didn't have a losing record. And, and you know, it's one thing that if the, the ship is sinking here and all that, but I picked them to lose three straight games. And I feel like they should probably lose this one. But I think what you guys are saying, like, the Chargers are 4-6 and six for a reason. You can say all you want to about these great pass rushers, but they're losing games, too. So, Rivers, yeah, he's great. He's going to be a Hall of He's 4-6. and six. So, something's not clicking for them. Thanksgiving has a day to kind of switch, you know, kind of flip the script a little bit. Sometimes when things are going well, I've seen it, you know, them not play so well and vice versa. So I think the Cowboys will win the game. I'm going to say 29 to 23 uh, in, in overtime. 29 to 23 in overtime. And my crazy prediction is a defensive touchdown. And if I want to get real crazy, it might be the game winner. But I, th I see a defensive touchdown for the Cowboys in this game. And I see some cool uniforms. All right. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, um, mainly because I think they're better than the Chargers. I think they're actually, frankly, I think they're better than all the next four teams that they're going to play. Whether Fine. they can put four together, who knows? I think they're better than those teams, though. And so I think they'll start this week. They'll get a win this week. They'll get us excited. They'll get on a, a roll here. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens uh, for these next four or five games when they're going to need to get wins, in my opinion, if they're going to even make a, a run at the playoffs. So I think they get a win this weekend. I think it's a low-scoring game. I don't expect either team to get much going offensively most of the day. I think it's a 17-16 victory for the Cowboys, and uh, and they get out of Thanksgiving Day with a 6-5 six and five, six and five record. That's my favorite game of the year. Is it? 
Absolutely. Love the Thanksgiving Day game, and I love the fact that we get to work it. I do, too. There is... Like I don't I love it. I don't like working Christmas. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah. But th- I I love this week. I like agree it's with fun. That. There's an energy in the building. There it's you know everybody in America watches this game whether they like the Cowboys or not. Uh, and you know you know are supposed to be thankful and it's pretty cool that we I, get to cover football for a living. So. That's exactly right. And I, I haven't missed week. you know I mean I haven't been there for Thanksgiving dinner with my family you know obviously in what 19 years but there's something cool about it and you have kids and you know that you know. Where's dad or where's Nick? Oh, well, he's right there. He's watching the, you know, what we're watching. He's, he's at the game. Like, oh, yeah, oh, that's right. I mean, people have to work these games. Christmas Day, they have NBA games. Well, somebody's working it. Somebody, yeah. and we got, I feel like it's an obligation that we get to do that. I mean, I, I actually love it. It's interesting you say that about the kids. I've, we've turned our Thanksgiving yeah. holiday into Thanksgiving at the stadium. So my family comes out for the game and we, we enjoy the experience. They enjoy the experience. It's become a part of what we do for Thanksgiving because that's just kind of our tradition now. So, yeah, I enjoy it. I Director. love it. <coughs> you can do that with four tickets. Um, <gasps> wow. Really? You can. I mean, you can do that. Shade. No, not at all. No. All right. No, I, I'm just kidding. You don't have to have – Thanksgiving dinner doesn't have to be, obviously, on Thursday. It can be any day. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving dinner will be Friday in Houston. Like, yeah? Thursday is is meant to be at the stadium and enjoying football. Press if box turkey is not so bad. Press box spread is great. That's it the is. other thing. Really they take good, good yeah. care of us. Yeah, they do. Um, all right. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll be on 105.3 The Fan tonight. As cool cause, too. Part of their peace Yeah, if you're in the area or if you just want to stream it online, 8 to 10. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I just love Thanksgiving and, like, everything that it entails. So if, you, if you're looking for something to listen to, you're driving home for the holidays or Cooking something. Cooking late tonight. Yeah, give me a peek. Turn it on. All right, guys, appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys and tell you what the, the rest of the week looks like. It's going to be another short week next week, Thursday. They'll have another game against the uh, Washington Redskins. So we'll get you guys ready for that. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, guys?